on today's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. It wasn't about the weight. It was about letting go of some of the control I was trying to have over my life. And that is manifestation of anxiety. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Real Foodology Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Swan. I am so happy that you're here. Today's episode is with one of my good friends, Shanae Alexander. We actually met through the internet, through the old Instagram a couple years ago uh, through a mutual friend. And then we ended up meeting each other briefly when she was visiting in LA. And I just adore this girl. She is absolutely hysterical. She speaks her mind. And I love that it's, you know, she's just no bullshit. And she has really... Um, she has really great advice and just a really, I believe, to be level-headed perspective on many things. And we dive into her health and wellness journey. We talk about her podcast, Taco Bell, uh, mental health, and so much more. It was a really fun episode. She's hilarious. I was trying not to laugh basically the entire episode. Um, also, I've I've already said this a few times in the podcast, but go watch her stories on Instagram. I mean, go give her a follow, but definitely go watch her stories. She is one of those people that I always make sure that I catch her stories because they're hilarious and just absolutely relatable. And yeah, it's just, it was a really fun episode. So with that, let's go into the question. Before I get to the question, I just have a little disclaimer. As always, these answers and this podcast are just for educational and informational purposes only. I am an integrative nutritionist, but I'm not a doctor. And I don't know you personally. I don't know what's going on in your body. So just know that this information on this podcast is not a sub for individual medical or mental health advice, and it doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor first. Today's question actually comes from a series that I started doing on my Instagram. I put up a little text box in my stories, and I was like, all right, guys, let it rip. Just tell me all of your health assumptions uh, that you believe, whether or not they're true or false, and I will answer them. One of them that I got, I really wanted to touch on the podcast because I think it's really important, was corn is not that bad for us. And the, okay, so I'm just going to dive into it. So the thing with corn is, yes, that's true. Corn as a food itself is not bad for us. It's great. The problem is, is what has been done to our corn in this country now. And then on top of that, corn is put in literally, I don't even know the the actual percentage, but I would say upwards of 90% of our food, of our processed foods at least. So what's happening is that we are now using this corn that um, I believe it's 90% of corn in the United States is genetically modified. And the reason why this should cause you to pause and be concerned is that that means that this corn has a lot of pesticides on it. And on top of that, the DNA has been altered. And I'm not going to say whether or not that is good or bad for us because the true honest truth is that we don't know yet. We have some short-term studies out right now, but I think we forget that GMOs have actually not been out for that long And the studies that we have seen have shown massive tumor growth and growth in rats, which is something to be entirely concerned about. So, but we don't really know. We can kind of guesstimate right now, but we don't know what the long-term health effects are of these GMOs that are being put in our food. 
And that alone for me is what causes me to be concerned and to pause and take a step back because we can have all the studies for what we know right now, right? And of course, we trust science as it unfolds, but that's what we have to remember about science is that it is forever evolving and we find out new things. And what we knew five years ago uh, may be different now that we know today because we have more information on it now. And so that's the deal with GMOs is that it's only going to be time that will truly tell us what the long-term effects are. And look, there may not be any. And I, God, I hope that that is true because we are just infiltrating our food system right now with GMOs. So I'm hoping that we find that it doesn't really have any sort of effect on our health. But I will say that there are studies that show that we should be concerned. And one of them being just the toxic load of the pesticides in of itself. And then something that I already touched on that is also a concern is that, again, it's not necessarily about the corn itself, but we are eating so much corn as a population now. I would bet you money that pretty much any box of food that you pick up in your pantry right now probably has corn in it. It will probably say contains, it usually says like contains wheat, corn, or soy. The top three ingredients that we find pretty much in every single processed food across the board. And so what's happening is that we are eating so much of these few foods and not getting enough of other foods in our diet. And our bodies are kind of being like, we've had enough. Like, stop feeding me only corn, soy, and wheat, or stop feeding me so much of it. We are meant to have a, you know, a rainbow for lack of a better word of, of different, you know, varieties of foods in our diet. And we've really, um, zoned in to just these few foods and we're eating a lot of them in mass quantities. And sometimes we don't even realize. So that's the deal with corn. Um, if you're buying corn, I would highly recommend if you want to keep, if you want to keep away from GMOs, buy organic corn, organic corn by law cannot be GMO. And that's great. Corn in the cob. Love it. I don't have any, any nutritional qualms against it. Um, it's more of everything else that I mentioned. So with that, let's get to the episode. Um, Shanae also, so I have my podcast producer, Drake joining us today, just because I thought it'd be fun to have him on as well. Love it. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I love that we're pretending like we haven't just talked for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, we just recorded her podcast and here we are back to back, baby. <laughs> no, I'm having so much fun. This is actually like the highlight of my day. Me too. This is great. I love mm-hmm. it. And it's just so good to see you. I think the last yeah. time I saw you in person was in a soul cycle bathroom like two years ago. Truly, which in LA. You know, Life kind of feels like a soul cycle bathroom right now, but like less cleanly. So yeah, I it actually, doesn't smell like Le Labo. Which, exactly. You know. Same, same. We're all the same. And I'm so glad to see you, uh, Drake. It's nice to, I mean, I was hoping, I mean, I, I kind of expected a different Drake to be here, but like it's, this it's is also good. says that. Okay. Oh my God. I came up with an unoriginal joke for the podcast. <laughs> He okay. ruined my name, but well, that's another show. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, people know me for working in music. And so whenever I'm, you know, I loop him in, everyone's like, Drake? The Drake? And I'm like, no, God, I wish. Sorry, Drake. Um, <laughs> Drake's crying. What's, are you okay? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So for everyone listening, Shanae, why don't you... Give everyone a little bit of your background, what you do. 
just kind of give this your story. Is, now I'm going to start crying. Um, <laughs> I'm like, who am I? Um, so I am a content creator on Instagram. And I actually, like, spend a long time working in, like, the corporate, like, quote-unquote real world. I was a marketing director for eight years. And then I owned an event planning company, which I ran. I still own it. I just don't take clients anymore because I am so busy with content creation. And, uh, I mean, also super happy to not be an event planner right now, you know? Yeah. The whole, like, I mean, COVID what are they thing. doing? Are they just planning Zooms? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have a friend who is is planning pic- remote picnics for people. I don't know, man. It's a rough, it's a tough world out it's there. It's dark out there. But, um, yeah, so I content create on Instagram. I talk about body image and I just talk a lot of bullshit, to be honest. Like, a lot of my content is just, like, just talking about whatever. It's amazing um, though. It's super relatable and I love your insight and like your no bullshit approach. It's really refreshing. It, it's funny though, because like in my captions, I tend to be more like serious and thoughtful. And then people that watch my stories, I'm like talking about like, like that Craig had a fart that woke me up. Like, so, you know, we're, we contain multitudes. Um, but yeah, I live in Brooklyn with my boyfriend, Craig, and my really cute dog and um, just suffering through this pandemic like everybody else. Oh God, I know. I feel you on that. Um, so I, I, I remember I found you on Instagram a couple years ago through our mutual friend, Jeanette. Shut the camera yes. up. And yeah, I mean, that was like my favorite thing about you when I first discovered it. Well, there's a lot of things that I really love about your account. I love how honest you are. I love your approach to wellness. It's very relatable. Um, and I'd love how outspoken you are about things like you just, or at least you, you seem like you aren't scared to speak the truth. And whenever you do that, like your, your rants that you've been going off lately on Instagram are fucking incredible. (laughs) And they're so relatable. Like I just find myself watching all of them being like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I feel the same way. Um, let me just just say it is, it is always such high praise from another creator that they'll actually watch your stories. They're like, I'll tune yes. into your bullshit here. Like, let me look at your thing. Like that actually is like such high praise. So thank you. And um, yeah, yeah, I do love to complain. <laughs> it's I, do lo- I do love to complain on the internet and that is relatable. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. I just, you know, cause it, life is already dark right now. And I just want to go online and laugh um, and feel like I'm not alone. And also like, be like, yeah, girl, I feel you because I'm in the same boat. You know, it's, it's refreshing. True that. True that. Yeah. Do people, do people say true that anymore? I don't, true that. I don't think so. I don't even know. (laughs) I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) I'm getting canceled on this podcast. God, cancel culture. You know, I've been getting so nervous about cancel culture. Mm. That's one thing also about you that I I just, I love that you're like no bullshit and you're super honest. Are you ever worried that you're going to get canceled because you're so honest? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get canceled. I'm like, it's for sure. Um, I don't know for what, but I, I mean, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get, I mean, not for like some racist thing or homophobic thing or no. like sexist thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to offend the wrong person. Um, or at least I'll get canceled by all the brands that work with me. One or the other. Like, it'll happen. 
You can't. Yeah. Are what are you afraid you're going to get canceled for? Well, again, I feel the same way. I'm I'm not like it's not like I have any skeletons in my closet no. or I'm concerned anything is going to come out. Like it's nothing like that. It's just that I've seen well, okay, so recently I had a little tiny blip of a thing happen where this guy was going after me because I liked a comedian's videos. And look, this comedian tends to put out more content right now that tends to lean more on the conservative side. But at the end of the day, like he's making a lot of jokes. It's all supposed to be in good fun and humor. And uh, he took screenshots of me liking these videos and then posted in his stories that I'm a white supremacist because I liked these videos. And it's shit like that that I'm scared of because I'm like, and so then, you know, cue all of his followers coming at me being like, I can't believe that, you know, you don't use your platform to not denounce white supremacy and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, wait, what? Like, uh, one, I did that. And also, like, I don't know. It just, it got so wildly overblown. And yeah. so I'm worried about the little things, you know? Right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, it's, people are really aware and yeah. we have too much time on our hands at this moment. So people really care about everything. And so I think that it's not that I'm not afraid of people. I mean, people have taken pictures in my backyard and sent them to me and be like, is this your house? And I'm like, uh, that I'm scared of? Um, yeah. Am I scared I'm going to say, like, I offend people all the time. So I'm kind of used to that. It's actually like, if... I, I truly believe this. Like, I think if you're not somewhat polarizing in this day and age, it means you have no opinions and you're boring as fuck. So to yes, me, girl. I'm like, I'm like, if someone doesn't like hate you or not like you, then you, that means you really don't have an opinion or a point of view because at this point, like, especially being a creator online, you need to have a point of view and you have to stand for something. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, like when, when the election was happening, we don't need to get into politics, but like, I actually was more offended by people that said nothing than people that were like, I love Trump or whatever. Like, I'm like, Same. you know what? I'm like, at least you have balls to like say your viewpoints and let people do what they will. I don't like the like, I'm going to please everyone thing because at the end of the day, you're pleasing no one and you're just a boring person. Yes. Fuck yes. I love I'm that sorry. you said that. No, it's amazing. Cause you know what? That's, I'm trying to tune more into that mentality because I will fully admit I am a recovering people pleaser. Um, it comes from childhood, learned a lot of in therapy, Yeah, but you know, and uh, so I'm starting to be more outspoken about things because I do have an opinion. And I think, um, you know, especially like my whole thing is health and, we're going through a crazy health crisis right now. You know, there's a lot of things being revealed about our food industry and the way that we operate in this country and how, you know, specific groups of people don't have access to fresh food like they should. Um, and I'm becoming more and more outspoken about that because it, you're right. Like I have to, I have to have a fucking opinion, you know, yeah. and I can't be scared to speak my truth in that just because I'm going to offend some people. And you're right. I mean, it, more than ever, people are just getting offended at the drop of a feather. So yeah, you can't, you can't curate your opinions or life for other people. And that no. goes for people that are like not content creators, like anyone listening, that's just like, you know, having opinions in their daily life. I know so many people don't want to offend people around them. But the thing is, is like, when you don't speak your truth, then other people are not, they don't feel like they can speak their truth around you. And you don't know 
who needs to just hear one other voice that is telling the truth and that will be like, oh, now I can do that. Like, I feel at liberty to do that. And so it was interesting, even during like um, the election, like me speaking out about, you know, about my views, there were a lot of people that were like, I live in a place where no one believes what I believe. And so this helps me feel like I'm supported in some way because I don't have direct support. So you never know who you're kind of encouraging, whether you're talking about, you know, activism or just like, hey, I'm dealing with a, you know, miscarriage or I'm dealing with, you know, ideation or whatever, like, or, or even talking about therapy. I know, you know, you and I both talk about therapy and mental health and, you know, we don't know kind of the, the positive ramifications of that. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, you bring up a great point. And like you said, it, it, it opens the door for other people to then live their truth, speak their truth, um, you know, speak up for what's right because then they realize that they're not alone. Uh, and this is another thing that I think you do so well is that you're very honest about your mental health, your struggles with anxiety, um, your struggles, even in your fitness journey, which is amazing because I'm sure so many people following are like, yeah, fuck, I can so relate to this because I'm going through this right now. I mean, I remember you, I, I watched at one point you were talking about how um, you went on this fitness and like health journey and you lost all this weight and you were like, you know, according to the photos and like by the book of health or whatever, I was supposed to be like at my happiest and my fittest. And you were like, I was actually my unhappiest. And you had said something like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were like, you know, I gained some of that weight back and now I feel so much more comfortable. I'm happier. I'm not restricting myself. I mean, that's amazing. That's really important things that people need to hear. Totally. And you know, it wasn't even like the fact, like the weight gain wasn't the thing that made me happy. It was not oh, yeah, living, famous. yeah, not not living a life based on like needing to prove myself, you know, and and that did coincide with gaining weight, obviously, yeah. because I wasn't like tracking my everything I ate, you know, and and also like for me, I'm like, oh man, I just want to care about other stuff. Like yes. uh, honestly, like I'm so tired of just thinking about calories and working out and like feeling guilt surrounding food and exercise and then looking at Instagram and seeing someone that posted more of a progress photo than me or like, oh, they have one of those weird bikinis that people liked back then and they look better than me when now I look back, I'm like, oh, thank God I dodged that bullet. But, but you know, it's, it's these, it's the cycle that you get in of control that is the the bad thing. You know, it's yeah. overly controlled and that can be with food, it can be with exercise, it can be in relationships, it can be really with anything, work. Um and so for me it wasn't about the weight, it was about letting go of some of the control I was trying to have over my life and that is manifestation of anxiety. Okay, so what what did that control look like for you just for people listening to see if Maybe they're going through that right now. Oh, yeah. When it was like the worst it was. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the deep, dark place. Um, no, it's fine. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> also, we don't um, have to go there. No, no. I love it. I love it. Um, so basically, I lost weight kind of like on my own. I didn't know anything about fitness. And I just like started going to the gym and eating like 
healthier because I literally made a bet with my guy friend that we could do it at a baby shower. Uh, we were literally drunk at a baby shower and we're like, should we get fit? <laughs> like, let's see if we can do this. And then we did. It was kind of crazy because I I didn't have a lot of self-confidence issues before that. Honestly, I thought I was the baddest bitch on the block, like, my whole life. And even, like, when I was at my heaviest, which was, like, 225, I thought I was so pretty. And it was such an inflated sense of confidence. And I needed to be taken down a few pegs, to be honest. Um, Oh, my God. I also had to tell you a story from, the like, literally the other day. But but going on with this part of my my journey, I basically lost a lot of the weight pre-Instagram, pre-like talking about, I mean, it's not pre-Instagram, but pre-talking about fitness on Instagram or any of this shit. So I actually did it in kind of a more healthy way of like, I just like, like the information of this. Yeah. I went to the library, how I figured out how to weightlift. I didn't know anything about fitness. So I was like, I don't think I want to jump around. That doesn't seem like me. I don't like, like, I'm not going to embarrass myself in a class. So I went to the library and I checked out Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia to Modern Bodybuilding. I didn't even know that existed. It is this. It is so thick. It is a six-inch thick book. It's huge. I literally would take pictures of the pages and take it on my phone to the gym and be like, okay, (laughs) this is is what I need to do. And it, it, like, I actually loved learning about it. I mean, I, I wasn't trying to get to be a bodybuilder, certainly, but I was like, you know, a chest press is a chest press is a chest press, whether I'm trying to, like, have these huge... Like, I don't even know what the muscle name is. Like, these huge, like... Quads, maybe? I don't know. So Whatever the boob part is for a guy. Oh, pecs. 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 Oh. (laughs) I wasn't trying to get big pecs. But, you know, I was like, a chest press, I just don't need to do it with, like, 400 pounds or whatever they do. So that's how I learned. I loved learning about it. That's when fitness was really fun for me. I was also, like... I was eating according to a plan, and I really liked that because I like structure. Plus, I was like, hey, this food actually tastes good, and I'm seeing health results, all of that. So then comes Instagram, all of this, and that's when, like, the unhealthy kind of mentality came in. I started doing BBG, which I can't say enough that I hate BBG. Um, It's like Kayla, it's in his bikini body game. It works for some people. Personally, I found it extremely restrictive. It's and a little culty. What too. is it? What's it called? Bikini body guide. Which, first of all, like, the name is, like, not good. No. Like, you can only wear a bikini if you do this. Plus, she was, like, yeah. 19 and, like, weighed one pound. Which I was, like, She's really I'm... tiny. Yeah, I'm, like... And, and no shame to her body type, but no. me trying to do workouts that a 19-year-old can do... It's It's not not good. My knees broke. My knees broke. You know, like, these are 28-year-old knees. They weren't meant for this. And so, um, it's not that I don't think it it works for people. It just, for me, it became too regimented and too calorie-focused and things like that, which I had never really thought about. And then comes the Instagram, like, comparison thing, the side-by-sides. And then I started to get a following. And then I felt this weird pressure of like, I need more progress on my body. And then I was getting cast in fitness campaigns and all of this stuff. And I was like, 
okay, so now there's this expectation for my work that I need to look like this. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. What a, what a better message is for me personally is like, I can be healthy and I can embrace wellness, but I also can not have to control every single thing that's going in my body. And also I can go back to just having fun with fitness and wellness yeah. and not have it feel like this ball of expectation. And so that's kind of what I did. Um, and then the panty hit. And I've probably gained 20 pounds during the pandemic. Shout out to anyone that's gained 20 pounds. Um, it's fine. I don't... The quarantine I'm, 20. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I didn't even weigh myself really, but I was just like, I can feel it. You know? Yeah. You, but I just... You know what you do? You just buy bigger pants. Yes. And then, and then you just... Yeah. You move on. And like, I'm back to like working out regularly, but I'm also not like going back to that unhealthy mental place of like, oh my God, my pants don't fit. I've got to punish myself. I'm like, you know what? I've had a... I actually like... While this time has been very dark. I have, I did have a really good time ordering a lot of delivery <laughs> for six months. Probably my boyfriend and I like ordered delivery like a lot. And, uh, it was so fun. <laughs> it was so bad, but it was so fun. It is fun. And you got to oh, support your local restaurant. <laughs> totally. And that is the exact lie I continue to tell myself um, <laughs> of like, you're upholding the entire economic structure of New York by ordering this overpriced delivery. <laughs> but but truly, like, I was like, you know what? I want to just survive this. I want to actually find some joy in this. And if that for me is nachos, fuck everyone. Nachos. Yes. Well, and this is a really important message for people to hear because, you know, we hear so much, it's hammered into us that health is all about our bodies and, um, you know, weight and, and hopefully we're getting away from the weight part of it. But it's so much more than that. And it's so much of your mental health as well. And it all plays a role. And if you're at a place where you're like restricting or going down these crazy paths of trying to get into this unattainable, um, you know, size four, six jeans or whatever it is that's just as damaging as if you were just, you know, eating fast food every day, in my opinion. It's, oh, you totally. have to, you know, like you have to find something that's, um, relatable and attainable because it's meant to be a lifestyle, not something that you're like no one. Well, maybe some people can, but I don't want to live this way. Like can live in a life of just restriction for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And also I think like we have to look at things more like 360, and that's kind of what I've taught myself during quarantine to do a little bit more is don't segment the feelings about your body from like your mental health, from like your environment, you know, your environmental kind of like things that are happening around you. Like, you know, yeah, it's really easy to get hard on yourself and be like, oh, I feel like I've been so unhealthy. Oh, I feel like I'm not doing all the things I, I'm not moving as much as I usually do. Like, like, I mean, I don't, like count my steps because I'm not like, yeah. you know, I'm not like. You're not pacing into in your that. kitchen. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I could. It could 10, never 000. be me. It could never be me. Um, no, no shade to anyone counting their steps, but no, I, no. It, it's just like you know, I can't be like I got to get my steps in. I can't say that and be like cool with myself. <laughs> but like you're, you're not, you're not moving the same way. But, but. If we were going to think about like, oh, I, I'm just not being healthy. I'm not doing all these things. It's like, yeah, but 
The world is on fire. Look outside. Also, you're trying to just protect your mental health. You're trying to literally protect your mind during this time. You're trying to have comfort. You're trying to have safety. You also are staying inside and like doing these things because you're trying to protect others. Like there's so much that you have to think of other than just, I'm not eating the way I want to eat and I'm not moving the way that I used to or I should be. And I think it's it's especially important right now because we're all going through like a collective trauma and that needs to be addressed and like put a pin in that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think to a certain extent, we just have to, we have to be more compassionate with ourselves in this time period because yeah, we're going through a collective trauma, you know, and no one's going to get it right or perfect. And I mean, at this point, we got to do everything we can just to stay afloat. Totally. Honestly. And and also have fun. Like, yes, have yes. a little fun in your life. You know, like there is a certain part that like, you know, I like to have plans and I like to, you know, like I said before, like even like with eating and stuff like that, like I like to eat on a plan, but also like so much of of our life right now is obviously like uh, food and television. <laughs> and yeah. like, if if one or both of those things like needs to be upped on the fun factor for you, do it. Like, yeah. it, it, this is not forever. Hopefully. God, hopefully. God, I know. Oh God, I can't even go there. I'm going to start yeah. crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, I feel like a broken record saying this, but I, I keep saying like, you have to figure out what works for you. And so something I do, because I really believe in finding a balance in all of this. So what does that look like? That means that if I want pizza, I'm going to eat pizza, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep myself from doing that. But one little trick that I do, and this is just personally what works for me. And if you're down, you're listening and you want to try this, I try to make my pizza at home. I buy organic tomato sauce, organic cheese. I try to make it as healthy as I can. Um, instead of just ordering the Domino's. And again, if you're ordering the Domino's, no shade. But there's ways around where you can you can really lean into those comfort foods and have what you love while also like putting a healthy twist on it, you know, not making it feel like you're restricting or keeping yourself from the things that you love. Totally. And I would say like one of the things that's really helped me actually is, and one of the things I've learned through kind of like, rehabbing out of that time where I was really hard on myself is like, if you do have like a little Caesars hot and ready box, uh, on a Friday night, I mean, I'm not speaking from experience or anything (laughs) like the next day, not going into it being like, Oh man, I got to like make up for what I did. It's like letting the day end and it being over, like letting the day be over and like, eat normally the next day, like, yes. or, or an exercise normally, like this, this making up for some behavior is, is, it's really toxic. It's toxic in wellness and it's toxic yes. in relationships. It's toxic in your mental health. Like, oh, I had a really down day. Like, oh, like tomorrow it's got to be better. It's like, well, it's just tomorrow. Like yeah. whatever it is, like clean slate. And, and, and I think so many people are like, I still hear this on Instagram, which is just shocking to me. People like uh, working off my brunch, and I'm oh like, "God, I'm like, that what are you talking mad. about? What are you talking about?" But you're like, working off a meal that you just ate, like a normal human. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, give me a break. This is so 
this is, it's really bad for people to be in that mentality. And I think that we don't hear these small coded ways that we feel guilt in eating and, and drinking and existing. Yeah. Particularly with women's bodies. Um, there always is some punishment for existing, um, whether it's punishment existing in your sexuality or punishment in existing as in your intelligence or, you know, just physically. And it's, it has to stop. It's such bullshit. And like, and I think we participate it, participate in it in small ways and we don't even know. Oh yeah. You know, the, the people I hear saying that are primarily women. Maybe yeah. it's because I, I don't find men that interesting and I don't follow a lot of them. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Drake. I love you. <laughs> I was I was going to postmate you some lunch too right now. Oh my God. <laughs> a hot and over. ready. It's a hot and ready. <laughs> well, that's a whole $7. So <laughs> I'll, I'll Venmo you. But but seriously, like, like, it's not that I don't find men interesting. I just don't find men interesting online. Yeah, I feel you. Um, you know, like, it's not my thing. Like, unless they're, like, doing pottery or something. I just don't want that to invite that energy into my life. And I'm not trying to, like, look at your thirst traps. But it it, it really is, like, something that I feel like it has been, you know, promoted heavily by the people it hurts the most. Yes. Gotta stop. Yeah, we're just recirculating it, you know, yeah. and we're punishing ourselves. And then we're also, well, and then I've seen so many people trying to punish other people online for doing certain things. Like, I can't believe that you're promoting this or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's it's so toxic. And I couldn't agree more, you know, and, and this is coming from someone who, um, you know, health is my profession. And I would say, too, like, yeah, if you have that little Caesar's pizza or whatever, fine, enjoy it because you're having it because you wanted to enjoy it. So don't spend the whole next day then punishing yourself because then what's the point of even indulging in that? Yeah. And I think also like everything doesn't have to be like emotional, you know, like, like I think we put a lot of emotion into particularly food and like, like I think it's great to have joy or something like that, but like having it be bad or like be like equate like a value to it I think that's a lot of why I, you know, there were so many bad foods. Yeah. And I'm like, that mentality really hurt me. You know, of course there's foods that are are nutritious or yeah. better for your body. And I don't think that's attaching an emotion, but there's just like, there's just like whole guilt culture with eating that I just personally do not subscribe to. And, and it was very harmful for me. Yeah. And I think you're touching on something that's really important. There's not per se like good and bad foods, but what I tell people all the time is check in with yourself, check in with your body. You know, if you're eating something that an hour later, it makes you feel like you have to take a nap and you know, you're super sluggish, you don't have energy, or it quite literally makes you feel like shit. Don't eat it. It's not about something being bad necessarily. That's more you honoring yourself and being like, man, I had that pizza last night and and it was great and I enjoyed it in the moment and I'm not going to punish myself, but man, I don't feel that great after I eat it. Right. You know, it's it's more of making that switch because then at least for me personally, I found that when I when I let go of all the guilt of foods being good and bad and I just kind of allowed myself to eat whatever, whatever I wanted, I started reaching for the foods that made me feel better. And does that mean that I don't ever like order a, you know, a pizza or whatever? No, fuck no. I still do that too. But 
I find myself reaching for more of these foods only because it makes me feel better in my body, you know? And, and I think when you have that switch, it, it's already healthier, you know, in, in your mindset, because you're not, you're not like punishing yourself. You're just like, okay, mental note that gives me the shit. So I'm not going to eat that again. You know, like it's little things like that. At least I mean, for me that helped me. Quarantine, there has been a journey with realizing what food gives you the shits and living 24-7 with your partner. Woohoo! Like you really and you you don't even you you discover those things about yourself and you discover these things about them too. Lovely. Yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> Drake's doing a, an eyebrow raise, like a very knowing eyebrow raise. It's a test living with somebody during quarantine. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. He moved in with his boyfriend like right before the panty hit, and it's been wonderful, right? Yeah. <laughs> the panty, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly feel like um, this time is like a living testament to like relationships. Absolutely. Like, like romantic is, and friendship. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And family. Like, oh, yeah. We have, oh, we have been through the ringer. Let me just say that. Like, like, it's so funny. So many people write into my podcast and they're like, me and my boyfriend are like fighting more than usual. I'm like, uh, yeah, sounds about right. I'm like, yeah, that sounds accurate for what's going on. Congratulations. You're like everybody else. <laughs> also, also, my dog is saying hi. He he feels y'all's energy. Hi, He's Dingo. Right he says hello. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt the podcast with my dog, but. Did you know that your hair is kind of this like hidden secret to learning more about your health? I learned this a few years ago when I started looking into the vitamins that I was taking. And I found this company, Paragon Vitamins, because I was looking for something that was tailored specifically to me and my needs. And I found out that they do this form of metabolic testing where they test your hair. And what's so cool about this is it reveals so many different things going on in the body. It reveals mineral levels and metabolic activity in cells. And your health depends on key mineral levels inside your cells as they activate the vitamins and the enzymes to fuel your body. Blood tests measure the levels of the outside cells, and these two are not often related. So that's one thing that you can find out from getting this test with Paragon. It also detects toxic exposures. Uh, your body needs to keep your blood pure and uncontaminated, so it works pretty quickly to remove those toxic heavy metals if you have them. But instead, it stores them deep inside your cells, which can be revealed in your hair. Uh, it detects hidden imbalances. So most health concerns are associated with a particular balance of minerals. Adjusting these minerals and their asso associated vitamin levels is often the most critical factor to restoring better health. And then another thing with this Paragon test that you get is stable long-term reading. So your hair provides a long-term record of nutrients and toxins affecting your vitamin and mineral balances and overall metabolic activity. The deal with Paragon Vitamins that I love so much is that you are getting this full detailed report, all of this analysis based on exactly what's going on in your body because you send some strands of your hair in and then they test it and then they send you back exactly what's going on in your body. And then from there, they can tell you exactly what vitamins would be best for you based on what they find. So incredible. I cannot speak highly enough about Paragon Vitamins. I've been taking them for over a year, and they shared a code with me to share with you, my listeners. Real Food 15 saves you 15% off the metabolic testing, and then from there, you can order their vitamins at paragonvitamins.com. 
Okay. So, so now that we know kind of your background and your story, what is your, your kind of your like fitness and health journey look like now, or do you have anything that you go by? Um, so I, I really did learn kind of like what eating style works for me. And I try to stick with that. Like I do kind of an 80, 20 rule. Like most people, like, you know, 80% of the time I try to like eat really what makes my body feel best. And then 20% of the time I really fuck around. Um, which, oh yeah. It's like, I wish I was a person that like the 20% was like, I like to go to like five-star meals at Michelin star restaurants. Like when people are like, ooh, I'm really splurging on the ahi tuna tonight. I'm like, no, that's (laughs) not how I fuck around. I fuck around with Taco Bell hard. Chalupas, come on. Like, we don't... Oh, chalupas. You know, like, I wish I was more highbrow. I'm not. So that's... So it's like 80-20 special occasions and things like that. Like, there's no restriction on on any of that. Um, And then working out. I hate working out at home so much. So I did buy a Peloton before the quarantine. Should hit the fan. Yeah, like, before all of this. And... um, you know what? My boyfriend gave me so much shit about buying a Peloton. And then I was like, when this all happened, I was like, ha! See, they're on back order. Um, so we have that. I I really do you miss- like it. I do. I do. I find it, I find it to be uh, much more difficult than Soul Cycle, actually, which is interesting. Um, my friend who was a Soul Cycle instructor also thinks that. Really? Oh, is it Jara? Yeah. I love Jara. She's like, it is harder than SoulCycle. Um, but also, I do go to the gym now that our gyms are open. It's very safe. And it's, you know, it's, I, I really debated back and forth on like, do I take that risk? But because there's such strict guidelines at our gym, I'm like, this really helps my mental health. And I'm, yeah, where we get tested and we're very safe. And so... I was like, I need to do this and I need to just make sure I'm adhering with like distance and all of that at the gym. So we do that. And I'm thinking about getting a Nintendo Ring Fit. I don't even know about this. It hooks up to your Nintendo. It it, it hooks up to your Nintendo Switch and there's this like Pilates like circle thing. And then you put this thing on your leg and you fight through like these adventures and you're like, it's like do 20 squats to like beat this monster. I like, I don't even want to do it as a workout. I just am so curious about it. That sounds so fun. It also kind of reminds me of that Kegel game that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> it does kind of remind you of a Kegel game, but Nintendo but Switch has not, <laughs> has not made a Kegel thing yet. I'm sure it's on the horizon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love the intersection of tech. I love anything technology and wellness. I think it's cool that that's moving in that direction. And I think it's cool that like, you know, this is accessible for people that do need to work out at home. Um, so I'm just curious about that. And then, um, I tried meditation and I hate it. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Um, I also have been like microdosing mushrooms, which is, yes, which is like really, been so great. I love microdosing. I think it's, I think it's like psychedelics are like the next stage of like, you know, mental health and things like that. So big, big fan of that. Um, it's funny. I said, I, I said it on my Instagram, I was like, yeah, I, I tried mushrooms and people were like, 
how did you cook them? <laughs> they thought I like had never had like a real mushroom, like a food mushroom. And like, I was like, actually, I just like swallowed them really fast because it tasted really gross. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, I'm like, you know, I'm talking about magic mushrooms, right? And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm clarifying here on the podcast. We're not Magic mushrooms. <laughs> no. I'm not talking about lion's mane or shaga or whatever the hell people put in their drinks. No, not yeah. that. Real magic mushrooms, which Wait, are great. I love this. I mean, and the science is out too. Like there's a totally. lot of amazing studies that show that it really helps with depression, anxiety. It helps me a lot with my anxiety. Man. It's an amazing thing. And I, I think there's so much stigma with this kind of thing yeah. that – um. I'm sure it's like the same stigma that we'd had. It's like everything is scary until it's not. And so, you know, obviously there's, you know, should be regulation around it or of some sort if it becomes like more mainstream. But but certainly like I'm excited to see more research coming out about about mushrooms and psilocybin particularly. Yeah, I am too. It's really cool. Um, I should. Yeah. I've been wanting to try microdosing. I've just um, done more of, you know, the traditional like trip, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really y- fun. You know, like the, it, I, the microdosing, it's really interesting because you don't, you don't feel high at all, or you don't, you don't go on any sort of trip, but you do feel like lighter and happier. And it just like the day feels very like lifted. So cool. I've just been experimenting with it. I haven't um, like, I haven't gone full into like, this is my lifestyle, but certainly like it is something that I think is worthy of exploring if you so choose to go down that path. Yeah, I fully agree. And what better time than right now? Totally. I mean, if you uh, have a lot to do, if you start seeing your dog flying around the room, you've taken (sighs) too much. much. (laughs) (laughs) That's my microdosing tip. (laughs) Oh God, I love it. Um, so, you know, since this is a, a health and wellness and a food podcast, I want to ask you, what are some foods that you have tried to love, but you just absolutely cannot get down with no matter how like healthy they are? Um, uh, grape leaves, hate them. Olives, hate them so much. Hate olives. Ugh. People that like olives, ugh, no, they're terrible. There's so many good foods. You don't need to eat olives. Wait, but um, have you heard of the olive theory? So does Craig love olives? No, he hates olives. Oh, well, okay. What show was that from? I think it was from How I Met Your Mother. Um, but it's called the Olive, I mean, you know, obviously made up, but he was saying that um, you should find a partner that if, if you love olives, someone that hates them, and then vice versa, because then the person that loves them will eat the the persons that hate them. So like we, you'll take their olives out of the martini. I totally understand that. And I think that's a great theory, but that isn't a world where you can just like you cannot avoid them. We can no. very easily. We just never have food with olives. Can right. I? Can I just say like we went? Oh my god! One time we went to, and I hope my friend doesn't listen to this and kill me. But her, her boyfriend was like going to make dinner for us. This is the first time we really hung out with her boyfriend, and he was making dinner for a bunch of our friends at an upstate house. This was like years ago, and we were like, I was like, I'm a control freak. So I was like, What is he making? Because I was like, if I need to supplement some shit, because if it's nasty, like, we can't die in the woods. Yeah. And she was like, he's making this, like, salad. And I was like, oh, like, what's in it? What's in the salad? First of all, I'm really thinking, 
He's making a salad. That's not a meal for me. <laughs> that's not a dinner for me. I need something that's more substantial. She's like, no, it's more of like a, it's tuna fish. Like, not like, don't think like salmon grade. Like, think about like full-on canned albacore. Canned. Okay. Yeah, like tuna, olives, Ugh. tomatoes, and like bread or something. I was like, oh, oh, like, we're get and like all in the way, legit. It actually didn't taste that bad, but it was a hundred percent like olives. I, just I, an I, olive salad. It, it was olive salad with tuna on top of it. Was I can't that hot tuna. Was that no, hot tuna? Okay, no. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if you have to ask if it's hot, if that makes it even worse, like, you know, it's pretty bad. (laughs) So, um, yeah, olives, hate those. Sun-dried tomatoes, ugh. Oh, I love them. Oh, you know what? I don't like Mediterranean food that much because it's all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of foods I don't like floating in oil. And no shade on, I, I love, like, certain Mediterranean foods, but... A lot of them have like the grape leaves, the sun-dried tomatoes, the olives. It's all in there. Um, I also wait. There was a fruit. Oh, honeydew. Fuck honeydew. Oh, like, I agree. <laughs> oh, honeydew is disgusting. It's so bad. And I mean, it's also the like. I feel like we hate it now because you always get it in like the grossest settings too. Like on like an airplane. Like you're in like an overseas flight, and it looks like it's been sitting out for ten hours, and you get little chunks of honeydew, and it's. Ugh, I've it's eaten, so gross. I've eaten honeydew once that I liked, one time, and and that means it's not a good food. You know, yeah. like if you've eaten it a hundred times, and one time it was good. It's no. not a food we should eat. No. Um, and then I also hate papaya. I know that's like everybody loves papaya. I think it tastes mm. like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like it smells. It smells so bad. I don't know that I've ever noticed the smell of papaya, but now I'm going you know to test that out. <laughs> so one time I was in Nicaragua um, on a trip and I had this bungalow to myself. I was on a pr- brand trip, a press trip, and I had a bungalow to myself and we were in the middle of the jungle on the beach. I wasn't going to lock, like, my door, like, deadbolted. It was, like, a really nice resort. And so in the morning, I woke up. and Well, in the middle of the night, I woke up, and I heard all this banging downstairs and, like, plate smashing and all this stuff in the downstairs of my my bungalow. And I was like, okay, this is where I die. Somehow, I drifted off back to sleep, which... Huh. I, I was really afraid for my Good life. Job. I'm not sure how I fell back asleep. But then I went down... And apparently, monkeys had broken in to my room, and they ate everything. But you know what they left? The motherfucking papaya on the table. And I was like, you know what? These monkeys, they opened my refrigerator. They didn't even eat this papaya. See, they don't even like it. So, you know, if like a rabid group of monkeys that breaks into your villa doesn't even want the papaya and it's sliced for them on the table, it's not good. I mean, that's enough for me. Wow. What it. a disjointed story that I took 10 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> this is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, we should really try to keep this to 30 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm this so is sorry. great. I'm so no, sorry. I love it. <laughs> no, this has been, uh, you're so fun to talk to. I love it. This has been great. Um, okay, so what are some of your foods that you just love too much to give up, despite them not maybe being the healthiest? Um, the aforementioned uh, Taco Bell chalupa. 
steak. Mm. I'm not some heathen. Um, <laughs> I go for steak supreme. <laughs> like we're not, we're not like suffering, you know. Yeah. Um, also, I love pizza. I'll never yes. give a pizza um, nachos. And there's something about restaurant cheese that really is more gooey than, like, homemade cheese. I don't know what it is. What kind? Are we talking, like, queso or, like, oh, just wow. like a cheese plate? So Queso. I'm from Texas, so queso Same. is, like, yeah, you know. Queso is, like, a religion. Yeah, it's a um, But, like, when I see people trying to, like, make, like, healthy queso, I'm just, like, I don't know, man. It's supposed to be Velveeta with Rotel. It, you know, and you're supposed to put it in the microwave. It's just what it's supposed to be. Like it's supposed to be I, plastic. I get that you're trying to make this out of nuts, but just don't eat it. You know, just like just be like, this is not a food I, I eat. And don't just don't try to make it out of cashews. You know, it's it's Velveeta needs to be just its own project. Um and then also I would say like a lot of Tex Mex is really like I can't give that up. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Tex-Mex and, and queso for me. Because I grew Ugh. up in Texas as well. And I mean, yeah. I, I feel like Tex-Mex is, is its own like food group that I'm oh. never going to be able to get rid of. <laughs> well, and also people from California are like, we have the best Mexican food. I'm like, well, no. mm, that's not true. I'm sorry. It's just not true. It's just not true. I feel like, yeah, what is the difference between it? I feel like California, it's more like they smother it in like chilies and they love to stuff or like or like green chili, um, stuff it with French fries, whereas Tex-Mex is just like as cheesy yes. as you can possibly get it, which is what gets it for me. Cheesy, greasy. We fuck with pickled jalapenos. Oh, that we too, do, yeah. We do not fuck with black beans. We only fuck with refried, refried. beans. Refried. And they need to be uh, yeah. liquid. Liquid poured on the plate. You know what I mean? It needs to be like, you can't tell it's beans. It just looks like a liquid that's congealed. That's what it needs to look like. Our rice does not have vegetables in it. It's orange. We don't know why it's orange, but it's orange. Like, there, it doesn't need to have vegetables in it. Like, that's not it. It's a lot of flour tortillas, not a lot yep. of corn tortillas. Cheese, California, I feel like either it goes like taco truck, like authentic Mexican, like, you know, onions, cilantro mode, and like 10 different types of salsas. Yeah. Or it goes like the French fries stuffed in the burrito. Yes. Which, <laughs> I live for that. I live uh, for that. Well, we're going to fight you out back yep. <laughs> after this. Um, no, but Two also like, one. but also Texas, like a breakfast taco is so much better to me than a breakfast burrito. I agree. Oh my God. With a flour tortilla. Do you remember oh. Taco Cabana? Oh my God. Taco oh my C God. was like a primary food group for me when in like the drunk food category. Oh, same. Also in high school, we used to sneak out. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, we would sneak <laughs> off campus. Like we would skip classes just to go to Taco C and get a huge vat of queso and just Ugh. dip flour tortillas in it. And, and, and you know what? That was the happiest point of my life. Me too. Can we go back to that? <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah, I don't care what this has in it. And the best flour tortillas were either, there were two types of really good flour tortillas. The, we're not talking about mission. No offense to mission, no, but no, like, no, no. we're not, we're not, that's not what's our project right now. They were, you knew they were going to be really fucked up good if they were like a little bit see-through because so much lard 
or yes. like very flowery where you had like all the extra flour was on your hands and it was like pillowy. Yes. And you oh. also knew your life was about to be fucked up in the best way if you walked into the restaurant and there was a lady there making the tortillas like in the middle of the restaurant. You were like, okay, it's on. It's fucking on. <laughs> bring us a basket of tortillas. And they would bring like a little thing of butter. Like, why yep. don't we do this? Also, California, you have to pay for chips and salsa. What is that? Wait, do you? Yes. Most, well, all the New York, all the New York restaurants, you have to order that. Texas, that's on before water. That's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately, before you even get your water, you already have your salsa and your chips. Yeah. I mean, they come, they're like, my name is Janet and here's the chips. (laughs) They don't even care if you order food. They want you to have the chips right away. Right away. (laughs) Going back to the Taco Bell thing, I have Loved Taco Bell for my whole life. But then Courtney actually made organic Taco Bell and wow. it changed my life. And I'll, I haven't eaten Taco Bell since that because not only was it better tasting and or all organic, it was actually cheaper. <gasps> yeah, we made it for cheaper. <sighs> well, is it because you didn't pay like $30 in Postmates fees? Well, that would have been a factor, but no, we just went online and we looked exactly how much it would be to do. Well, we were able to make it cheaper because we did, was it four? I think we did like four meals. So it's like, if you order like a meal for, actually, maybe we did it for two. It was maybe, I can't remember. Wait, what did you make? So I made a crunch wrap and Mm. those were always, or I'm sorry, not a crunch wrap. Oh my God. Cheesy gordita crunch. I also love making a crunch wrap, but for this one specifically, we did a cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah, so this is actually something that we've been doing. It's like kind of a joint effort between Drake and I we've been doing on this podcast where um, we're trying to make healthy food more accessible for people in general and to give them other options that are... And we were going into this, we were like, uh, this is going to be really hard. Like, we're not sure if we're going to be able to pull this off because essentially we wanted to make healthier versions of like our favorite fast food for cheaper. And we were both like, I don't know, here we go. Like, it's probably not going to happen. And so far, every single thing that we've recreated has become has ended up being cheaper than the the fast food thing, which is crazy. Like I was yeah. not expecting that. I mean, if, if you can make it cheaper and better tasting and healthier, like I think that. I mean, besides Velveeta, don't don't make just don't I make won't, it. Yeah, I won't. Fuck you with can your make Velveeta. you can make queso, but just don't try to make a Velveeta cheese block out of anything. No, um, it's a dollar. <laughs> But 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 truly, I feel like food accessibility is such a huge issue, and also yeah. like the the jump from getting food that is healthy, tastes good, and people understand that they can have it at a price point that is still like available to them. It's so Budget difficult. Friendly. Like I mean, truly, like that. I feel like needs to be like shouted from the rooftop. So kudos to you guys. Thanks. Also, girl. now I want a crunch wrap and you guys are me in too. LA. You're I in was... LA and you can't make me one from home. And I cannot I I was... simply postmate a <laughs> crunch wrap. But we can send you the ingredients. Actually, actually yeah. You should tell oh. me what I need to cook and I'll try okay. it. I will I'll send you some stuff when we get off here. But um because I will and next time hopefully I see you within the next like year or two. God 
forbid we're in this for another year. (laughs) I know. I'm like, when I finally see you again, I would love to make you one because I will say he was like freaking out and he's not like, well, he's learning to be healthier now. But when we first met, he was like all on the Taco Bell train. And again, no shade to that. Like I'm here for whatever anyone wants to do. Um, but it was cool because when I made him these cheesy gordita crunches, he was like losing his mind and which, you know, so good. That makes me feel really happy. And I want to do a video where we do a blind taste test and I taste which one's better. Please, please blindfold me. Let's make it weird. Oh my God. Let's do it. Also, I'm a little bit scared because yeah, yeah, (laughs) maybe mine won't, well, maybe mine won't live up to it, but I'm no, down. I'm Let's sure it. it will. And also, I mean, the fact that it just hasn't been like sitting in some plastic bag for 45 minutes um, on the way to your house, like anything will be better than that. Actually, also, another project I want to do I, the bean and cheese taco, the bean and cheese burrito with like no onions, no red sauce is my order. So I'll need one of those too when we film this. Okay. Writing Let's this do that. down. Maybe this is what you guys can do to promote both of these episodes. There you go. Oh. There we go. But I need, I want, but I really want Courtney to make it for me because I, I want her expertise and her you. loving hands. Man, if only I could send like a drone. No, we're going to, we're going to do a follow-up video episode to this in one year, marking our anniversary of this podcast. And we're going to do a <laughs> yes. blind Taco Bell full menu taste test. Oh my God, let's do it. I'll do Crunchwrap Supreme. We got cheesy gordita crunches. What was the other one? Bean burrito. Ch- yeah, bean burrito, chalupas. Chalupa. Ooh, those little cinnamon twisties. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like you just air fry that I'm bitch. So We're going to go. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Wait, can we just go to New York? <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of LA. <laughs> Come to New York. Book tickets it's, now. <laughs> it's still weird here too. <laughs> Not as weird as LA. Um, but yeah, but yes, let's, let's mark our anniversary in this way. I would love that. Let's fucking do it. It would be so good. Oh man. Well, I mean, I feel like we're kind of coming to a close here. I don't know if there's anything else that you want my listeners to know, something maybe we didn't cover about mental health, you know, fit, anything, tell really. Tell us about your podcast. Yes, oh, tell yeah. us about your podcast. So my podcast is an advice-based podcast. I have amazing guests like Courtney on, um, and it's every Wednesday, and it's called Press Send. Um, we called it that because you can email us and press send on your queries, your problems, your needs for advice. We talk about sex, relationships, body image, family, literally any problem that you might have. One girl, her boyfriend kept getting Charlie Chaplin tattoos. It's really runs the gamut. And um, we try to have a lot of fun, but also have some like good heartfelt conversations. So find me over there and definitely listen to Courtney's episode with me. Yes, please do. And also, Shanae, you're so good with advice. So I definitely recommend that podcast because she, you just give really great, no, you know, noble shit advice. It's great. Thank you. It's really refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, tell everyone where they can find you besides your podcast. Yeah, you can find me in the podcast. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Shanae Alexander. It's C-H-I-N-A-E Alexander, spelled like every other Alexander in history. Um, and... Uh, Wait about three to six months to find me on TikTok. I'm going to be TikTok famous then. <laughs> Once I figure out how to use the dang thing. Um, right. And yeah, just just come along and hang. Definitely follow her on Instagram. Her rants on her stories are hilarious and truly like a just a shining beacon of light during these dark times. Thank you for just yeah. saying that because I sometimes feel like I'm just talking into a void. Hmm. 
No, it's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Shanae. This was really fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This is a Resonant Media production, produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The song is by Georgie. As always, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It really helps me in this show a lot. See you next week. I know that's my own.